1: What's going on, Double H? What's what's happening, man? What's popping, man? I'm
0: good, man. I'm good. It was a good week. I I honestly didn't know what we were going to start with, and we had a little conversation off air about, you know, what should we start with, where should we go, but I think we should probably start off with the Euros. What do you think?
1: Believe that. Believe that, man. Let's let's roll in deep, man. A lot to talk about. All right. All right. So,
0: the, the first match of the Run of 16 was... Poland, Switzerland. I told you on Thursday that Poland were going to give Switzerland problems. Now, admittedly, Switzerland probably should have been up maybe two goals in the first five minutes if Milik had, you know, hit the open goal in the first thirty seconds and that. But I mean, if you look at that match, Switzerland had
1: chances to knock off Poland. I mean, basically, for me, my my issue with Poland is that uh, starts very well. But they just switch off and they just sort of like, you know, lose their momentum. Same thing against Ukraine. They should have been up by three against Ukraine. Lost momentum. Switzerland should have been up by two or three again. But they then lost momentum. And Switzerland, who I thought haven't really played well, this was their best performance of the Euro so far. From the second half onwards, I felt Switzerland were actually the better team, you know. And look, man, what can we say about Shakira's goal? <laughs> I mean, my, wow. I mean, basically, there is no goal to be had. Goal of the tournament or goal of 100%. the year? I, I don't
0: know. I don't know no, if that's no, the no, best no. goal you we're going to see in 2016.
1: No, you do know. 100%, it is the goal of the tournament. 100%. Oh, no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. It's certainly the goal of the, of the tournament, of Euro 16. But is it the goal of the year? Potentially, maybe, possibly. I have not seen – has there been a better goal this year? Maybe. Like, I, I don't know. I, I don't mean, think so. I mean, I think the very fact that – the, can... the moment of it, it's in. you do that in what? What was it? The 81st, 86th? Yeah, yeah, like, like 85th. Or 85th. When, when your team
1: is down one goal to do in, that. In the 2016 as well, the technique, the distance from it, the execution of it. I mean, just to put that on target – let alone score. Like, you're
0: beating a keeper. Like, he could do that maybe a 100 times and maybe score five with
1: the keeper and goal in training. But to do that in a match... No, 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 no. It's like... I think as well, because I was critical of Shakiri um, that he didn't really play well. He showed up. He really showed up. And he, like... For me, I'd have to say he was probably man of the match. You know, he was probably yeah. man of the match. That guy, he really, really showed up. But I think, all in all, man... But um, but, but Poland's penalties, I mean... Ex- excellent. Maybe Milik's
0: could have been saved, was, but, but the rest of them. Lewandowski's penalty was exactly what you want from a center forward that mean, struggled the whole tournament. Well, what he about put it away? Like finally,
1: I get a chance that I can score, and he put it away. But then, what about? I mean, yeah, he was good, but what about Kokoski? Last Ooh. penalty, all the pressure is on your country. Has never ever gone this far before, so you're going into uncharted territory. All the pressure upon you and you put it right into the top corner with power, precision. For me, I thought that was the best. Like, I don't think, based on the pressure and everything. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. I mean, hand
0: claps to Mike Akhokowiak. And it's possible he could be going to uh, PSG now that Blanc's sacked.
1: Look, I think for me, it's... I mean, what do you think is the problem with with Lewandowski? Why it hasn't really popped off for him? It's hard to put your finger on it, because I just think it's the pressure that
0: he's playing with it's probably because we underestimated how good the rest of Poland's players were, that they're not so dependent anymore on just having Lewandowski
1: to play. Um, I mean, just, no, but, just just, just but, like
0: amazing matches. So I guess,
1: I guess. We're, but, but, we're... but I think also as well, though, um, it's like, it's pretty much what you said, i.e. the, are actually other good, good, good players. But also for me, I think that Krychowiak, your boy, he's been Poland's best player. Without a doubt. Hmm. Like in all of their games, like for me, like, because I saw him at Sevilla, like during the um, Europa League finals, I was like, yeah, you know, this guys look pretty good. And I watched a few La Liga games and I was like, hey, who is this guy? This guy looks pretty good. But in this tournament, man, he has been Poland's best player. He's the link between
0: defense and offense. And, and when, when he plays well, I don't think Poland have a choice but to kind of follow suit. And he's exactly what Switzerland were lacking. In yeah, midfield. I mean I mean Ja he's good to a point, but they <laughs> did but but they didn't have that kind of dynamic Xhaka. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not seeing something. Is he worth the hype? I think he's a good player. I, I think what I've seen from him, he's kind of the player that Arsenal need in a sense, that he's not necessarily a spectacular ball playing, um, you know, me, me, create, me. creative kind of midfielder. He's more steel than silk, and I think Arsenal need a player like that but is he worth 30 million pounds mm. no. he's around 20 but i mean when you're arsenal and you want, and, and you want a player on that level you're gonna to have to put up money so mm. it's a fair amount for arsenal but just looking at the player himself he's probably worth around 20 million pounds yeah,
1: yeah. Fair 15 in my view man. maybe 15 you know other think 20 but yeah look man as for polar man I just need them playing at a high level. Um, they need to increase the intensity, and because there's a really good team here, there's a really good team here. But I think, especially for Milik, like Milik and Lewandowski, they, they, they disappeared. Maybe Switzerland played a lot better, but those two who are very crucial for us for Poland's attack, they completely disappeared and they were not really in the game. So for Poland, man, especially when you're going into quarters, it's going to get harder now. It's going to get tougher now. They need to really show up they need need to really show up so Uh,
0: i mean they they have portugal who also played 120 minutes and Karezma popped up
1: with what was it 117 118 nothing about 117 118 but like let me even ask you about this i mean why do you do you feel that croatia lost this or portugal won this i know what i think but do you think croatia I, okay. Okay. What, what,
0: what, what happened? What happened was the first half. I felt it was like a boxing match. Um, if you ever watch the first few rounds of a of a title fight, you just have team or you just have fighters that are just feeling each other out for the first few rounds, not necessarily wanting to take any chances, um, playing it easy, maybe not throwing you know wild punches in that. And I felt like they, Yeah. And I and I felt the way that um that Portugal lined up. They took out Mutinho and they put in Adrian Silva. And I felt like they tried to match up with Croatia's midfield, and that just stalled the game because Croatia didn't have enough going forward, and they just kind of killed Luka Modric. But talk to me. So, 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 I I kind of feel like
1: it was even. I feel like I'll give you the answer right now. I'm, I'm free. I'll, I'll freely give you the answer right now, free of charge, no expenses paid. There's a dude that Croatia had as a striker. Do you know what his name is? Mario Mandzukic. Thank you. Um Now, please, educate. Because look, when I'm just a, a regular man from the road who likes to talk about football. I'm not, I don't call myself an expert or a guy who's even paid to do this. But please, Daniel, hear me out here. Croatia, what was their best performance? It was against Spain? Who was their striker? Kalinic. How did they play? A passing game, ball kept put on the ground and it was a quicker game. Why would you change your setup that beats the defending champions in a second-round game. Because for Croatia, Mandzukic, you can't do through balls. Mm. You have a winning lineup, a winning team. Stick with it. Like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm. Winning team, okay, this is our 11. Obviously, apart from Modric, who, was there, who wasn't fit, you pop probably Modric training in there, but apart from Modric putting in there, everyone the same. This works. This works well. This beat, beat Spain. Let's roll in to the next match with, with the hype and the energy of this. What does Manzukic come into the equation? <laughs> you know. So mm. look, I mean, Croatia. I felt they lost it. You know. What do you think about Renato Sanchez? Really nice, very nice player. I mean, mm. I think with Portugal, which is what what you're saying, I believe that. I mean, you are right in that Portugal wanted to stop Croatia rather than take the game to them. But once Renato Sanchez came on, he just was that spark. He looked, he, he looked he good. Did. He looked really good. And no, no, no. Look, he looks good because I think some people wear because I was discussing this with some iffy people and they said that, oh, he lost the ball too many times. He lost possession. I said, like, no. He's actually trying something. That's, that's why I... it's like, that's what football is about is that you, you have to make mistakes. It's like two steps back, five steps forward. You will make mistakes if you're trying things and to move forward. You need to be doing that because when you're forcing the issue, you will lose the ball. You will make misplaced passes, but eventually you only need it to get right once. And boom, it happened. Well, I mean, okay, look, the kind of counterattack that came from
0: Croatia's... Cro- Croatia hit the post, then Ronaldo makes a tackle. He sprints 50 yards. Nani scuffs a shot. There's no way that was a through ball. I'm not hearing any of that. Uh, Ronaldo then misses his chance. And then charisma pops up with the header. It was like it came from nothing. It came from nowhere. But I can't say that the wrong
1: team won. Oh, no, 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 But you, you, you missed an important element, though. Renato Sanchez. Set, S- oh yes, yes, team. yes. Set, Sanchez was, was the funny. driving force, of, of course. I think hence why when he when he was brought on, he was a, a game changer. And what he did, breaking from midfield, forcing the Croatians back, and um, executing that pass to to, to Nani. That was really the catalyst of what led to that goal.
0: Do you think Portugal should play Gomez and Sanchez together? Because um, I I like the look of Andre Gomez. I don't know what you think about him, but
1: I mean he didn't play well. But when he plays well, he looks like a great young player. Thing with Sanchez is that I remember this guy. Well, he was also the coach of Greece as well. He's a very defensive coach. He's a con- conservative coach, and I think he's going to keep on with his whole Renato Sanchez common as a sub. But I believe for Portugal, if you want to raise your game, take the game to your opponent, you've got to start with Ronaldo Sanchez because this guy, he is a very important element that can be very exciting and can make Portugal a lot more interesting in attack because they were not interested in really winning that, that game against Croatia. But the chance came and they took the game.
0: Alright, so the winner of Poland and Portugal will play the winner of Wales-Belgium. Let's Let's talk about Wales, Northern Ireland. I, I I wasn't expecting a fantastic footballing performance that was gonna scintillate the masses watching the millions watching around the world. I wasn't expecting that. I, I knew what we were gonna get. We were gonna wow. get, you know, tough football. We we weren't gonna get, you know,
1: stepovers step and
0: yeah, it wasn't gonna be fancy. But that was horrible,
1: man. Come on. I anticipated it and when I saw it I was like, okay, yeah, but it's what I expected because In my view, I think probably the second-best defensive team... Okay, maybe third-best defensive team after Iceland and Italy are probably Northern Ireland. They're very hard to break down. And also, I know that for Wales, they work better counter-attacking. They don't don't really work better having possession and breaking a team down. So once you had that in your mindset, that football, it made sense. Wales were playing a game they were not used to playing, and Northern Ireland... They're going to sit back and they're going to defend. So it came up with that, that's what it was. And the funny thing was that Northern Ireland had the best chances. Mm. They were the better attacking team. But, but again.
0: But but Wales no, have that one player who can create something from nothing. Funny. Well, actually, the most frustrating thing probably for Northern Ireland in the Macaulay own goal was maybe 30 seconds before Bale put in his. I, I guess eventual own goal leading cross. Hmm. He put in one before, and it, it wasn't as good. It, it sailed a bit high. Yeah. But you, but you would have thought that it kind of the secondary action from his original cross that Northern Ireland would actually put a man, I guess, on the left side. But nobody went. So I, I think it was Ramsey got the ball, found Bale, and then Bale sent in a magnificent ball that no defender wants to get near. Hmm. But, I mean, you had to put a foot out. But that little play where he put in a cross and nobody saw him, he basically got to reset and do it again. And you can't give a world-class player a second
1: bite. And they did. I think they were thinking that as long as he's not in the box, they feel that they could defend against, like, um, Robson Cano or, or, like, Johnny Walker or, or whoever may be inside the box. But I think that it's just one of those things of, like, the cross was so good. It was hmm. so perfect. that You've got to defend it because if he doesn't go for it, Robson Cannon's is going to have it happen. So he had to go for it, and it happens. It happens. Um, Wales are in the quarterfinals, man.
0: (laughs) Incredible. Absolutely. No, no, and and actually, I mean, I don't want to get too far ahead, but Iceland are going to take away from the fact that Wales, like the country of Wales, are in a
1: quarterfinal, which I find that that amazing. Basically, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's almost like, wow, what an amazing thing. We then think about what the white walkers of Iceland have done, and that's, at the end of the day usurps Wales' achievement, you know. So but still, Wills are right now. You know? That's crazy.
0: That's crazy. So yeah, all right. So I think we both were agreed that Hungary were gonna beat Belgium somehow because nobody trusts Belgium. And Belgium came out and Eden Hazard and Kevin De Bruyne, I don't know if they listen to Talking Tactics but they actually showed up, both hey. of them. Both of them, they they had great matches. It's the best I've seen Hazard since maybe the Tottenham game for Chelsea. Oh, yeah, no, 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 but let me...
1: Yes, they showed up, but were
0: they allowed to show up? That's, that's the- true, that's true, because Hungary... I mean, well, you can't say Hungary were some defensive juggernaut. I mean, they played a 3-3 match with Portugal, so it's not like they were, you know, Iceland good defensively, but... They weren't as aggressive as I thought they were going to be, just getting into De Bruyne and Hazard's face. They gave mm. them space to play. They gave them time to find passes. And it could have been worse than 4-0. It could have been what I like to call pick a number.
1: My thing, though, is that. It's like that's the, the problem. Is that is I think Hungary, they played the wrong tactics mm. because they gave Belgium too much space, way too much space. And for me, my belief and what I always say is that if you play the wild world War west, we attack, you attack, end to end. Ten times out of ten, the team with the better players will always win. It's a like that's how football can work at a ten out of ten basis. If it's end to end, let's hope both have space end to end. The better players will always win because they are better, and therefore they will most likely take most of their chances more than the more than the team who are um, not as good as them. So for Hungary. Wrong game to play. Even when they went to go down, wrong game to play. Well, see, so Hungary, they had what
0: world scored in maybe the ninth or tenth minute, mm-hmm. and then Batch. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Michi is what I'm going to call him. He oh, yeah. scored in maybe the 80th minute around there, or no Hazard scored in the 80s. So Batchu would have scored.
1: Yeah, Marcia, and, and, yeah. And, and, and like
0: the 79. So they had an hour of time to at least score a goal but you didn't have to completely change your kind of ethos in order just to get one goal you could have played more defensively on the counter but I don't think that's it that that was never in Hungary's
1: nature oh no, no no for me I think look I mean Hungary I thought that they played a part in what was an exciting game but you have to get the result if it's it's not good if you hey man that was a great game really exciting but you lost you know, it's like yeah, it's like yeah, it was like look that game. It was fun to watch because both teams were end to end, but you lost four zero. You know, and if you played a title game more, and more defensive, made it a lot difficult for Hazard. Who knows? But um, yeah, look, look, I'm look, look man. it, it is what like, okay for Hazard is like. You see, I've got a love hate relationship with Eden Hazard. He is talented. He's a very talented player. But my thing is that I will not. I'll give him his moments. This has been his best performance ever for Belgium. He was amazing, but he was allowed to be. I want to see Hazard perform at a high level against a tougher defensive team and a better team. You're going to
0: get that. You're going to get that in Wales, because the Wales defense isn't going to let him play
1: the way he wants. That back five is not going to let him do it. Well, uh, granted, yeah. That I agree with. That I agree I mean, like, Wales... I definitely want no, more no see, Because in, in the Wales-Northern Ireland game, you got the feeling that neither team
0: wanted the ball. If if they could kick it to the referee and let the referee have it for a while, that's what they wanted. Belgium are going to want the ball, which is going to allow Wales to play on the break. And I think that might suit the likes of Gareth Bale and Kanu and the rest of them. I mean, I
1: mean, I, I, yeah, Look, man, I think Belgium, impressive, but let's... See what happens, man. But, um, but look, man, okay, let's... So we're we rolling with Germany-Slovakia next, or...? Which, whichever you want, man. Let's get into it. Look, man, let's do it. Gem- Like, Germany, um, they are finally shown up. Finally. Because, basically, I talked to a few of like German guys that I know, and they are very critical of their team. Very, very, very critical of Joachim Love. Um, And to be honest, three games in those groups, they've not impressed me. As in, after those freaks I was like, no, these are not the world champions. This is not a team who I can say are our favorites. Things are not working. False 9 Marigotza is not really making it happen. I said, you have to have a performance, especially before a quarterfinal against either Italy or Spain, you need a big performance to prep yourself for that game. And they had it. And I think love he finally made the right decision. Okay? Mm-hmm. Marigotza, Look, I'm a fan of Marigotza. It's not working. It, Draxler, this guy's lighting it up. Mara Gomez, he's a striker. It's works. You know, so Draxler's
0: his dribbling to set up oh, Gomez for, for their second was sweet. amazing. Sweet. I mean and at Boateng, he must have been watching the moderates highlights and thought, you know what, I can do that.
1: He's <laughs> got a few G's like that man for Banner as well. Like he's yeah. the guy has got a very good right right, right footman. Like his shooting technique and accuracy is really good. for, for okay, okay, but okay. It's just a, a slight gripe I have with Germany
0: in this game. Fair enough that, you know, Lowe decided not to do the false nine with Goats and played Gomez. But why is Mesut Ozil taking penalties? Can you explain this to me? They have Müller on the pitch. They have Gomez on the pitch. They have natural strikers on the pitch. Why is he taking a kick from 12
1: yards, Mesut not, Ozil? And, and the way are think is, remember... Which is, which is what? I found strange. Muller has never scored in a European Championship before. He's never give him a goal. So that like you put him on the penalty, he gets that goal. Who does that? Just lifts him up. And for also, me, like this, also also Martin Skirtle is an idiot.
0: I can't I can't stand Martin Skirtle. I don't know what it is about him, but he's dumb. No, that, he's was just, that was, he that he was so idiotic thought. to give away. But anyway, I'm just saying, like Mesut Ozil,
1: you know that you're not a great penalty taker. Just give it to somebody else. Yeah, look, man, it didn't really make any sense. I mean, like, I just basically I didn't get it because for me, I like I think safest penalty taker because Mola missed one against Atletico in the Champions League. The safest person who I would nominate is Tony Cross. Well, Gomez. I mean, he scored like what thirty goals for Besiktas. Yeah, it's a bit tricky for me. I feel to be safe, Tony Cross. Mm. You know, oh, yeah, No, no, not Ozil. Germany. The longer the tournament goes on, I think the stronger they get. No, look, look. I mean, but I mean, we'll get to that when we get there. But there's a freaking hellish quarterfinal awaiting them. So <laughs> like that's hell on it. they have no, no, no time to get stronger. They have to be at their best <laughs> for that quarterfinal. So there is no time to keep. No, quarterfinal, it's on. <laughs> so, mm. but for me, Draxler, I, I I think that guy's a player. Draxler is a player. The guy's is a player. Do you think he's too good for Wolfsburg? Yes, because I was looking at him and I
0: was thinking, this is a Real Madrid player. Look, let's not get way ahead of ourselves. He's 22. he's like he's, he's like twenty two, twenty three. So I'm thinking, like in two, three years' time, he's gonna be a player that you know the big no, no, clubs are gonna want. And I'm looking at him like, why not
1: just pick him up now? No, no, no. Basically, look, because I mean, he's only gonna get more expensive. Look, no, look. He's not staying out. He is not staying at Wolfsburg for a long time. I think max two years' time that guy is gone. And it's going Bro. to get by Man City, Bayern. Look, most likely Bayern. Because uh,
0: they were yeah. this- <laughs> <laughs> you know Bayern who just scoop up oh, everybody. Really, every threat any threat to their Bundesliga dominance, they're, they're picking look, them up. Look,
1: Drax, that guy, you know, that guy's a player. Let me see, having a player like that is very important in tournaments like this, where... He's like your star player, like no, no, no. He's like your dribbler, your guy who can beat players and make things happen. Very important to have that in in. And it.
0: and that's that's a rare kind of thing for Germany to have somebody I'm, that can that can get around people with skill and I've dribbling.
1: Never, basically, I've never seen this. Was, I was this was what I sent to my German guys. That I've said I've never seen a German player like Dragster before. I haven't. Mm. I, I just haven't. You know. Like Klinsmann, Matthias Beckenbauer were just very good in a technical, pragmatic sense. But as far as like step-overs, shimming skills, pirouettes, all kind of stuff, I'll,
0: know, I'll, almost like a South Af- Oh, not. I was gonna say South African. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say I was like, almost like a
1: South American player. No, no, no yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no, no. Look, look. Very exciting. Very I mean, exciting thing for Germany. So we we have two more games to. Yeah, we, we have three. We have three. We have the we have France. There you go, France. Okay, could You, you okay, want to go France? You want okay, to go France? Let's go France. Let me be real with you. France, they scare me. This is not a team. I'm getting shades of Brazil. <laughs> I was just
0: about to ask you that. I was just about to say, do they remind you of Brazil from
1: 2014?
0: Yes. And, if, and if so, they would meet, potentially, Germany in, <laughs> in, in, in the semifinal. And if they lose anywhere close to 7-1... <laughs>
1: That, okay, okay, Daniel, let me Okay, let me be extremely honest with you right now. If France meets Germany in a semi-final, and I don't think this will necessarily happen based on their roots because don't sleep on Iceland. Hypothetically speaking, if they meet in a semi-final and they doesn't sort out that defense, they don't sort out their organization, Daniel, Ireland gave them problems. The, only, the problem with Ireland is that they just do not have quality players. Ireland had opportunities. They caused them problems. You give those chances to... Imagine what Dragster could do. Or imagine what like a guy like Muller or Gomez could do if you give them out that much space. And, and, and look, the, the chances that France got,
0: you're not going to get that against Boateng. You're not going to get that against Hummels. No, no, you're so not going to get that against Kadiria if he's fit in place. You, it, those aren't going to be there. So... uh Giroud knocking it down to Greece. Oh, I mean, come on. That's, yeah, nah, that's nah, not going to nah, happen. happen. But, but 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 before we get there, can we talk about Pogba? Just for just just quickly. Actually, let's talk about France's midfield for a second. Firstly, what is Paul Pogba thinking?
1: Can you be worth 100 million and do things like that? I don't so, think so. No, 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 wait for me. I'm not going to put too much heat on him for giving away the, the penalty because for me, I think Pogba <laughs> had a pretty all-right game. Yeah, I mean he played well
0: afterwards, but I mean he didn't do anything to create a goal, and he did everything to give Northern
1: Ireland their their first goal. Wait, 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 wait. Do... The Republic of Ireland of oh, oh, the Republic. I mean, of I mean, Ireland. I mean, there weren't any, any angry Irish, Irish people, man. So um, no, look, let me see. My thing is that Deschamps doesn't help him. Like the midfield, it's confusing because why Conte do you play Matuidi and Kante together? No, 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 but. When you look at the midfield, it's co- it's confusing. I'm like, where is the structure? Who goes where? They're just all over the place. There is no organization. There's no sense of like, okay, this is what my role is. That's what your role is. Everybody just doing whatever. So like, and like and for
0: Pogba... The game changed at halftime. Actually, I was going to say that the, the game changed at halftime when Kante came off, and that gave Matuidi oh the understanding that I need to stay and protect the back four. And then you put Coleman on as another attacking option, and it worked. Thankfully, I think for France, uh, Ngolo Kante is suspended for the next game, so Deschamps isn't going to have a choice. But, um, but, but anyway, your point that, on Pogba.
1: Also, no, him and Rami are both suspended. They have no defenders. I mean, uh, and you know, okay, man, Mangala? Mangala? Um, um, titty? Oh, Lord. A titty? Yeah, look, look, they're basically gonna have to play a a a boob, a breast, <laughs> in the, in the central defense. I mean, man, it's 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 looking nasty for like. But for me, was... like, yes, they looked good in attack. Yes, they looked very nice in how they put pressure and how they linked with guys. But as a team, as a whole, man, if France meets a team who knows what they're doing, I don't see France beating <laughs> a team who knows what, what they're doing from defense to attack. Do we give Giroud any credit for those goals? Nope.
0: <laughs> right, come on, come on, H You got to give him slight credit. Very, okay, very small. Okay, you put a like For Giroud, like... I'm not one to give Olivier Giroud credit for basically anything. But when I watched the game and I saw the goals and I watched them back, they don't score without him being there. Now, now to be fair, they probably wouldn't be in that position if they take Lacazette, if they take Benzema, if, even if they take Gomero from Sevilla. But
1: Giroud played well through close teeth. No, 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 no. Look, look, Giroud, I, I think. Yeah, look, man. He was is Just Giroud, You get what you get. He'll never surprise you. He's a target man. He can get his head onto the ball. He can be a good link man with good head downs and no, not downs. And that's about it. You ain't getting any more from him. You ain't getting a guy who can beat two players and put it in the, into the top corner. You can get. A, you can't get a guy who will turn and shoot. So mm. it's very limited, and I will repeat myself against the team who know how to defend and who know how to really shut people down and who attacked Also, astute France, I, I, they, will, they will struggle. To also, win. also we have to put that
0: Ireland or the Republic of Ireland mm. had what ten men for maybe half an hour. True, true, and they it was two one, right? So,
1: no, no, with eleven men. Ireland could have easily gotten got an, another goal. Like, with 11 men, Ireland would have caused France some more problems. Mm. Because France, they were a mess. They were a mess. Like, that penalty just made them a whole disarrayment because they were so eager to get that goal that Ireland were <laughs> having chances on and on. So Do You know what? Do you know what, though? I mean, I just slated Pogba maybe a few minutes
0: ago. Mm-hmm. But the goal was necessary, at least for the game as, as a neutral. That early goal it actually made France come out and try to find um, a goal, so
1: I, I actually enjoyed that and let's be real like France look pretty nice when they're really playing with an input source and a focus like the combinations looks good that's just natural football. I don't know what it is about teams when they
0: go down that they well, just no, they, they, they play better the even 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 in some cases I remember Chelsea last year uh they went to Newcastle they were down by two goals. And then in the last 30 minutes they looked actually like the champions for some reason and they scored two goals. I don't know what it is. That's just one example, but when teams go down, they just it clicks for some reason. And France to their credit, maybe if if they don't get that early penalty, they never kind of get moving and Deschamps doesn't put in, you know, more attacking options and maybe Ireland nick a goal late on rather than giving uh France 87 minutes to find two
1: goals. No, no, no for me, look man, I just think that They had to react like that. And I think in football, it's a natural human instinct of like, my gosh, we're a goal down. We're the host team. People are so expectant of us. You then do things quicker. You're a lot sharper. And you're now just playing at a much more of a higher speed and a a level because there is so much more urgency within you. But it's Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) It's not Germany. It's not Italy.
0: France could have... I don't want to call it easy cuz Iceland haven't proven to be easy but I mean you beat Ireland and Iceland to get to the semi final. Oof. I mean that's yeah. not too
1: bad. But whatever whatever happens I don't think they get past the semi final. Like I think and, and that was this was my 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 prediction to begin with I said that France maybe they'll get to the semi and I think I will be right. Look on let's let's roll into um um Italy, Italy Spain. Italy man. Spain. Okay. Tactical masterclass from Conte or just a usual Italian kind of... It was uh, not a tactical masterclass. It was a tactical beat-down lubrication barbecue circumcision. (laughs) That's what it was. So please get it right. I I beg you. I mean,
0: first off, I don't know what happened in maybe like the first, I don't know, 10 minutes of the game, but the rain coming down looked almost torrential and this man was on the touchline without a coat in his suit this man
1: is crazy no 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 no. for ninety minutes this guy is screaming and shouting you've got to take drugs to do that <laughs> I'm sorry you've got to be on something to do that like I, like it's I'm sorry did that see, guy like testing for something you see the guy has a lot in his, his system did mad. you see when the, the guy's mad did you see when the ball came to him on the sideline and oh, yeah 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 <laughs> no 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 because I think he was pissed off that time Jackarini um, con- like miss con- I mean
0: He's yeah. a, he's a lunatic. I don't know if he's going to survive at Chelsea. I mean, I'm, I'm sure Chelsea fans hope he does. Well, but, look, man, <laughs> Chelsea <laughs> players will
1: be very
0: serious. listen. Listen, listen, oh, listen. If those Chelsea players couldn't handle Mourinho,
1: I don't oh, know how they're going to oh. handle this guy. They're going to be terrified of this guy. Looks like a tyrant. A complete tyrant. <laughs> anyway, but I mean, his setup. Were it not for,
0: I guess, the heroics, the Superman-like, cat-like effort of David
1: De Gea, they they would have won by four goals, right? Easily, don't know for me. I think that even before the game, I said this was a bad matchup for Spain. I I thought Spain would win, but I said that tactically, it is so much in its. Okay, but okay. To
0: our credit, we did say last week that with Bonucci, Barzagli, and Chiellini, with Buffon at the back, there's probably no way that Spain score in ninety minutes. Like they, they would have had to win by penalties, correct? No, no, no and, and and that's basically how it went. But I don't think we thought, at least I didn't, and I don't want to speak for you, I didn't feel that Italy would have the attacking thrust, I believe 100%. I called it, to, to, to to create chances. Because, because, because I guess I thought that Spain would have enough of the ball and have accurate passing with it. Italy wouldn't have enough time or at least the chance to counter the way they did. But it wasn't even counter. I mean, no, no, it I mean
1: it, it, Italy had like four or five guys in the box. I wasn't expecting that. It was a... No, no, no. Basically, when I was watching the highlights again, man, I forgot the amount of chances these guys had in the first half. Like, these were like... Edir missed a one-on-one. And, okay, like, one-on-one.
0: chance. Quickly, quickly. Why don't people try to go around goalkeepers anymore? Why
1: Why are we trying to put it through their legs? No, no, no. If you think about it, the defender was going up on him. It's a bit... Because if you try to put it around the keeper... Ramos, or I think it was people would have made it, maybe get a launch on him. It's true. PK, me. PK it's they, they
0: would have had to, they would have had to been, you know, go go gadget legs in order to catch him. I mean, I, I realize that's a tough ask, and I'm sitting on my couch watching it, so I probably shouldn't be too, you know, critical. But the ball hits De Gea so many times that you just have to instinctively know, I guess, that this guy, he's gonna be where the ball is. So I need to get rid of him in order to get a chance at goal. It's the amount of times the ball hits De Gea. No no, say, no, but, but no, no, about... no, 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 let, let me finish. People say, uh, you know, the ball hits De Gea, people shoot it right at him. No, he knows where a striker wants to shoot and he gets in that position.
1: So it just kind of annoys me that people haven't figured that out. But go ahead. I mean, fair enough. I mean, but I still think that it's like when things are happening so quickly, you know, I think it's almost it's easy for us yeah. when we're like on the seats, be like oh my, you could have done they could have done that. Exactly what? when they showed, like seven slow motion replays. Yeah, and when, yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah no, I could have done, done that. Like, no, man. things are happening so quickly. You ha- you have a split second, maybe even less, to make these the decisions. So for Eder, it's too quick for him to think that okay, you have to hit that shot. Boom, hit it. Let's assess what happens, you know. But I think, missy for me, I believe that. Which is what I always thought that for Spain, once Charpy left. And that kind of possession-based tic-tac-toe system left Spain were always in a very dangerous area. Like Spain have played well. I, I realize, you know, when Barcelona lost
0: to Atletico Madrid, people were saying this. But can I be the the last one I guess to say? But like like an official stamp that tiki-taka is dead. It's dead. It's in the
1: ground. It's buried. Don't dig it up. Like it's gone. This was the final nail in the coffin. This was basically this was. The downfall began when they lost the Confederations Cup mm. and it was fully exposed. Their, 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 their ass was fully exposed when um, Robin and his boys they did that 5-1 at the World Cup mm. and this was just like a full stop, fully seal of approval. Yeah, it's finished now, you know.
0: I, I like the way Italy play football. I, I like my defenders looking like defenders. I like, I like my strikers. I like two. I mean I, I mean I I like my midfielders to have a bit of grit about them. It's just enjoyable for me to watch. You know? I, I just like watching Italy. I don't know what it no, is.
1: No, no, no. But That's I like a, watching them. No, but I think the thing about Italy is that there's a reason why as a country they won the World Cup four times and why they always have performed very well in all tournaments is that when you look at I for me like this their performance against Spain is it the best of the whole Euros. But the thing about Italy is that they play football in a complete way defending passing shooting attacking all facets of football they play in the right way when they attack they move forward quick no dilly darling nothing about the extra pass always the right pass always the right decision when they defend it's an art physicality trickery pulling of shirts, time wasting amazing so every facet and it's all beautifully.
0: do you know the beautiful thing to me about italy is everything is done like with their head it's all smart it's composed but but there's also an element of passion and intensity and 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 and, and, and like to, to strike the balance between holding in your emotion and your intensity and your kind of desire to win the game, but also being playing within a team construct and playing within yourself and knowing that you are one part of 11 that needs to do a job in order to you know complete whatever the manager wants and to get three points or to get to the next round. It's a beautiful thing, and I think that's what football is about, kind of sacrificing your own personality to be a part of a team. And I think Italy does that better than any team that I've seen at this tournament on on the level that they should anyway.
1: I mean, we've got like about fifty minutes till till the hour is done, on, So probably need to um go to England, (laughs) Islam. Start, man. (laughs) What's that? I mean, what is that? I mean, is there anything? Ah, Okay, okay. First
0: off, that was the most English thing I think I've ever seen. You know, they they gave promise, you know, the, the Sturridge pass to Sterling and Sterling goes over in the box and Rooney hits a penalty and you're thinking, all right, this might be, you know, 3-4. Uh, and then, like, I was going to tweet. And by the time I tweeted, it was 1-1. One, one. <laughs> I was like, what? I, I'm I'm not going to tweet anything else until the oh, end no, of no, game, no, basically.
1: No, no, you no. Know, do you know the funny thing? Because, like, I went to a bar to watch it. So as I went to, to the bar, they were showing, like, the um, instant replay of Rooney scoring the penalty. I was like, oh, okay, so this is going to be, like, 2-3-0. Yeah. So I went out to make a phone call. And <laughs> then when I went out to make a, a phone call, I saw, I heard people and then reacting. I was like, wait, what? Then I went back into the bar, and Iceland had equalized. I was like, wait, what the freak? Start that out quickly? But then I then thought, okay, wow, okay, this is... Iceland's big moment is like, oh, man, they equalized against England. Okay. Basically, for me, it's like... Daniel, is this re- was this really a shock? Iceland beating
0: England in the quarter 19. or in, 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 in the round of sixteen? Thank you. See, I love in, your reaction. And, and Euro sixteen. That. Yes, yes, that was a complete. Shock. And let me I ask mean, the
1: question again. Let me ask the question again. See, I say, was it really a shock? Now, on face value, yes, Iceland, three hundred thousand people, blah blah. Now, peel away at the face value, and forget about. You know, how many people they have their first tournament. Don't, don't do this. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Let me just get, make my point. Let's be objective here. Just say, how have these two teams played at these Euros? Iceland. You're taking away the fun of this double A No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. First of all, I'm going to have fun. I will have fun. Let, first, this, have let, fun.
0: let this be amazing. Don't tell me that England have looked bad the whole tournament, which they have. Don't tell me Iceland have looked good the whole tournament, which they have.
1: Can we, we just enjoy basically, I'll get to the point because basically this is like a this is two sides. Yes, this is a ridiculous embarrassment shock and I will delve into that. But at the same time and this is for Icelandic people be proud mm. of what your boys are doing because watching Iceland at these Euros they know what they're doing and the beauty about football is this is that no matter who you have or your talents, Greece taught us this Leicester taught us this. Denmark in um, the early 90s taught us this is that whoever you have, whatever their technical deficiencies, if you focus on tactics, strategy, everybody giving 200%, you always have a chance. Not you know you're going to win, you always have a chance. If you're tactically, strategically perfect, and everybody 100% focuses on pragmatic, sensible, Intelligence football, you always have a chance against anybody. Mm. And I'm looking at this, both to so this team. Now, this is what many people are saying Iceland, I know how they, they play, I know their system, they have a character. England, they've changed their formation in all four of their, their games. They've changed oh, their right. system and their formation in all. So, look, like, look I, actually, I, look, I mean, I thought they understood
0: after maybe the first or second match that their best three. Was
1: Lilana Sturridge and I'm Vardy. Right. Why go back to Kane and Sterling? It makes no sense. I mean, like, basically, like, for Hodgson, like, you know, I, I always hate when the manager is the main guy get because no, the players don't, basically, don't blame. But my God, Hodgson, man. H- don't make it hard for yourself. Hodgson gets paid three and a half million
0: pounds oh, a Lord. year to coach this team. The, the Iceland manager, one of them, he's like a dentist part time. And, I, and how, how does he understand football better? Like, it's 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 the money, it's the hype. It's, I don't know what it is about England, but it it might be a blessing in disguise. That look, we need to get our our ish together. If you you know, pardon mon français. <laughs> but come on, man, it's 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 a ridiculous story. I don't know if this is more crazy than Leicester. Probably not, because Leicester's over a complete season, but. I, no 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 no
1: no but, no but, I'm lost for words like I just I sat remember. on my couch I, I I don't know what to say really No 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 this is this is worse than Leicester This is worse than Leicester because this is Iceland's first major tournament Basically football has been going for about 100 years or so and this is Iceland's first ever major tournament in their history You know England you've you've been putting out teams like this for how long you're a footballing country. Football is the number one sport by far in England. You know, you are the home of the Premier League. So it is unthinkable to think that you'd conspire to get beaten and get beaten comprehensively well. And this wasn't like, oh, luck of luck. You were beaten by a better team. I mean, Joe Hart should have saved that, right? That's for England. For English people out there, that is the worst thing you can do. Like in 1980, it was David Beckham. In um, 2000, oh, oh, oh no, In the uh, Rob Green, or had the, the you had the Rob Green one at it, one of was, the World Cups. Was, stop having scapegoats. Get to the uh. crux of the issue. Your football quality is not the same as the other teams. You are not favourites. You are not a mighty footballing nation. You are not dark horses. You are underdogs. Actually, people I, should not even mention you in the same breath as. Croatia, Poland, Portugal. You shouldn't be. Be humble and mm. sort out your footballing um, quality. That's yes, you have. To ta- of course, England are talented. Of course, they know how to play the sport. But playing the sport is only a section of it. You need to know tactics and strategy. Tactics and strategy, as what has been proven at these Euros, is very important. Very probably,
0: important. Probably the most important element. All right, but just just quickly before we move on. I was just thinking, and uh, I asked, you know, myself and you, the question: Why did they change from Vardy and Sturridge and Lallana to Kane, Sterling, whatever? Mm-hmm. And uh, my, I think the answer is Roy Hodgson wanted to be right. I think there was an element of ego and pride in him that was like, you know what, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with what I want, not necessarily what the best thing is, but I'm gonna go with who got me here. It's why at halftime. He brings on Jack Wheelshire. Where is the w? Where, where's the lineup. Jack Wilshere I mean, has ha, has played more games for England in 2016 than for Arsenal. What about Rashford? Five minutes. Five.
1: five. What can you do in five bloody
0: minutes? I mean, actually, actually, the, the the uh the commentary I was listening to was like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna bring on Rashford, and I was like, cool. Ten minutes later, he's not on the pitch. I'm like, what? What do you do? You can obviously see that. Look next goal wins. So
1: so if you lose 3-1, who cares? At least go for 2-2. England, nothing more to be. Like, how do you find new ways of just gaining new L's? How do you find new ways of just stooping low? Look, man, let's talk quarterfinals, man. Look, I'm looking at a Portugal to beat Poland because I do not trust Poland over 90 minutes. I think Portugal will get stronger and they're tactically more experienced in these situations. Wales are tactically built to cause Belgium problems, and for me that is a lot more of a, of a fascinating game. So it's tougher to call. Maybe Belgium wills especially with Bill and Beast mode, are tactically set up to defensively take punches and counter with them with Bill and Ramsey. Um, with um France and Iceland, Daniel man, Daniel man,
0: don't
1: say um, it, don't sh- say it, I'm I'm gonna say it. I, we, could be, we could be looking at, at a shock here. Like, no Rami, no Conte. Defensively, they're in disarray. Look at how Iceland defend. Look at how they attack. Look at how organized they are. That is a kryptonite for France. That is a kryptonite for, for France. So, um, a shock is, is possible. And as for Italy and Germany, yes, Records are made to be broken. Also, oh, Germany have never been Italy in a competitive game. Look, records are there to be broken. I don't think it gets broken this year. That's Italy. You don't score against them. I don't think those guys are going to concede. I don't think that's Juventus, um, quartet of Buffon, Bazzali, Bonucci, and Cellini are going to actually con- concede in <laughs> this story. So, I think, I think Italy, man, in 120, maybe after extra time, like 1-0. For Poland, Portugal, I'm leaning towards
0: Portugal. Um, I'm leaning. I mean, they're, they're both going to be a bit leggy. They both went 120. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good point. So, so, I'm thinking that the team with the more depth in Portugal will have enough options to kind of maybe get a pinch of one nil, um, maybe a Ronaldo penalty or something along those lines. There's going to be you know mental mistakes and things like that. for For Wales, Belgium. I don't want to say Belgium are going to be in the semi-final, but I, I don't think I have a choice. Um, I mean, look—it's you know,
1: okay. it's, it's a wise statement. So it's wise.
0: Generally, the best teams win at this stage in the tournament, and I think Belgium is better than Wales. Yeah, but I do think that you know the Welsh three-five-two can give Belgium problems.
1: Wales, what's it called? Belgium. I don't think Belgium ever beat Wales in qualification. They were hmm. in the same qualifying group. Interesting. Um, and wills beat them in Cardiff. I don't think Belgium actually beat them in Belgium. at
0: Anyway, that no, no, that's a good point. Um, France and Iceland. I'm stuck in a way. I love the underdog story of Iceland. I kind of I wish them the best, but France are my pick from the beginning, and I'm not changing that. I mean, Pogba hasn't had a great game yet, in my opinion. He played decently against the Republic of Ireland, but uh, you know, I I think I'm a roll with France, maybe two one. kind of like when you're trying to hit your older brother and he kind of puts his hand on your head and you're swinging it, but you can't touch him. Um, It's going to be something like that. And for Germany, Italy, it's a clash of the titans. You know what? As I've said basically since I saw this team, there's no way you're going to score against Italy with that back four, um, including uh, Buffon. So I'm thinking maybe 1-0 for Italy. Okay. Maybe, maybe two one. Maybe I should be kind to Germany and give them a goal because you know they they have the offensive talent to mm. you know to 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 give Italy problems. But Italy, that's my pick. Lastly, you want to get into to Messi retiring? I oh, mean, my lord, my <laughs> lord.
1: You see, look, um, three finals, three losses. That's bad in itself. That's bad, especially when you're a team on Argentina and with Messi, that is bad enough. I remember one of my earliest footballing memories, 94 World Cup, Italy, when Baggio skied his penalty and Brazil won the 94 World Cup. Baggio never recovered. Yeah, he played in the 98 World Cup, but I'll get to the importance of that. But that effectively ended his international career. For Messi... The best advice I can give him, retire initially. Take a step back. Basically, what's what's like Zidane did where he retired and then he then came back. You know, retire to take a few steps back. You cannot, under any circumstance, have that miss be the final memory of yourself in an Argentina shirt. That will harm your legacy. No matter how many Champions Leagues, goals, or things you win with Barcelona now. That will harm your legacy. That is your
0: final. It it won't just harm his legacy. That will taunt him when he tries to sleep at night. There's no way that he can leave international football with, you know, NASA trying to find his penalty. Like, it's inconceivable. Is it fair for me to say that that's a weak mentality for Messi, for Aguero, for Di Maria, for Mascherano, for Higuain, for their whole team to basically say, look, man, we've lost three finals. It's not for us. Woe is me etc, etc. We went extra time in the World Cup. We lost the penalties twice to Chile after extra time. So we're just gonna give up. Is is that fair
1: to say that it's weak? I mean it's it's weird. It's weird because I've been thinking about this since it happened last night. I mean you can say it's weak mentality, but let's low look at the logistics here. The amount of hatred and anger the Argentine fans will have is serious. I think the guys who will be like man you guys are a bunch of losers and at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we love this sport, we love this sport. I the end of the day, it's just fishnet ball. It's mm-hmm. just about getting a ball inside a fishnet. Families mean more. Your happiness means, means more. And if it's a case of, like, people will vilify you, they'll insult you, they'll insult your family, they'll call you this, they'll call you that, they'll call you names, they'll call you your family names. You're like, look, bruh, my life is much more important than this. So, you can say, okay, it's a weak mentality, you should be there, but, like, Let's be real, three finals, three losses. That's, I mean, how, <laughs> how do you come back from that? How do you come back from
0: that? Very simple. You go again. I mean, what, what, would you rather have not made the final? Would you rather have lost in the semi final and that would be easier to take?
1: Look at the very quickly. Do you know what I always say? If you're going to lose, don't lose in a, in a final. Lose in a semi, lose in a quarter. Do not, the worst thing to be is come second. That is the worst position in anything. Second place is the first loser? Yeah, let me see. Second place is like, oh my god, you were so close, you were so close. Third, fourth, okay, yeah, we're third, fourth, we're never really in the mix, but yeah, we're sort of in there. When you come second again, second again, second again, you're like almost like, oh, almost there, almost there, almost there. That that is worse than coming third and fourth, it's worse.
0: It's, it's probably just the 2014, 2015, 2016. I don't want to do this in 2017 kind of feeling, you know? But, I mean, can we place Messi as the best player ever? Does that conversation end if he yeah. never places on an Argentina shirt again? Because you, you can call him the greatest club footballer ever. That argument's legitimate for what he's doing for Barcelona. But to put him above Pele, to put him above Maradona, which is probably what's having him retire, that he's sick of people comparing his career to Maradona's. But Maradona did it on both levels. Pele did it on both levels. Zidane, I mean, his club career isn't as you know, storied as Messi's, but he did it on international level for France. Messi, I mean, I, I understand that you know we live in a in an age where we want to deify what's in front of us and lebron james is better than michael jordan and messi is better than whomever you want to say but for me that international resume it's maybe 60 40 club for me so 40% is international and 60% is what you do for your club and if messi hasn't done the necessary work to lift silverware for his country that 40% is a serious 40% <laughs> and, awesome. and 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 it's not like he's playing for wales or Iceland, or some team that he doesn't have the necessary help around him. Oh, He's I mean, playing. no, no, no—that's
1: a weak argument. For me, that argument pisses me off. Like when people say, "Oh, look who's around him." He, <laughs> he got okay. Look out, like if he guy keeps on missing, then what's he supposed to do? Oh, shut the hell up! That is an amazing team. The talent around him. There's no, no excuse. Have- there's no excuse for that whole generation.
0: It's very much. Like, and, and this is what I think might happen if they all retire. If you remember the Ivory Coast generation, you're African, I'm African. Mm. If, you, if you remember that Drogba, Torre, Torre, uh, and, you you know, the ancillary players like Kalou and Tiote and Copa Berry and those guys, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, 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 they could never get over the hump. But then when Drugba retired uh, after the 2014 World Cup, they came back and they won – the 2015 Africa Cup of Nations. And if that mm-hmm. happens with Argentina, that says something about Messi and that generation, that they weren't capable of getting over the hump. And Drug was one of my favorite players ever, but the fact that he wasn't able to win the Africa Cup of Nations with that team, it always is going to stick with me. People aren't going to look at Messi like that because he's some sort of deity. But I mean, I think people who know football are going to realize that, yo, this is a problem. and And you can't have that be your... Everlasting, Mark. No, no no no, 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 no. no! penalty at MetLife Stadium. It just, it doesn't work.
1: Basically, I think, let's see, it's like, this is like, I look at the 2002 World Cup final. There are times in which you just have to get it done. Like, the reason why I bring up the 2002 final, watch that final again. It's on YouTube. Germany with the better team. Germany were the better team. Brazil were not in the game. Brazil did not have a good game. But Ronaldo said, my team needs me. Mm. I just need to make it happen. And for Messi, he needed to realise that, okay, he guy in, missed that thing. It's very difficult. Chile making it very hard for me. You just have to get it done. That's what superstars do. Get it done. Either it's a critical pass or you score the goal yourself. You just have to get it done. It's a pleasure. So, And that's what greatness is. And the reason why I like international football is that it's harder. It's tougher. Players who play for their Vidal doesn't try this hard for Barcelona or Juventus because it's Chile. He will die on that pitch. No, no. Basically, that's which is why I love internationals because internationals, whether Iceland, Chile, Nigeria, Korea, Japan, you play harder because it's your country. People are out there who spends so much of their money traveling half around the world to come and support it, and it's your things are, it's your a club. You don't live there. You're a foreigner. there coming in there. To your country this is the where you're born. This is where your parents are from. Your your family, your roots, your culture. So you're gonna try even harder, which is what makes it so tough. Actually, just
0: just quickly to interject, you can use that argument for most players, right? But Messi left Argentina very early in his life to go to Spain hmm. and play for Barcelona. I think Barcelona paid for surgeries and things like yeah, that to, yeah. to help him. So in a sense, Messi is more Spanish. And his way of thinking about football, and maybe even culturally, I know he plays for Argentina, but he, I, I think he might be more Spanish, and that might be a part of the problem why the Argentina populace have never really accepted him as one of
1: their own, hmm. because they always look at you know Maradona as one of us. The, the thing with Messi is that he thinks like a Spanish person, but he plays like an Argentine. Like there is like it's Spain can never produce a player like Messi. Impossible. They, they, they never can. Like Messi, that is an Argentine player, mm. but the way he thinks and he operates is like a Spanish person. <laughs> like for Maradona, you will see him die. Maradona will die on the pitch. Mm. Actually, if, if, oh go if, ahead. But if, if, if it becomes so hard for Maradona, he'll start diving. He'll just, he'll just start diving and cheat. Or ch- or or he'll just use his hand and put it in the back of the net. He'll basically <laughs> anything to win. He'll do it. Like Messi doesn't think that way.
0: Exactly. I mean, I mean, the, the, the kind of perfect counterbalance is on Messi's team. If you look at Luis Suarez for Barcelona or the, how he plays for Uruguay, you remember what he did at the 2010 World Cup where he just oh, yeah, yeah, hand yeah. Hand-balled it to stop Ghana? Yeah. Messi's not going to do that. Oh, no, no, no. Way, for, no way. for Argentina, for whomever he plays for, well, he's not going to do that. But I was watching the Copa America final, and I was like, the more you watch South American football, the more you realize why they dominate when they go to Europe. Because Europe must seem like some sort of paradise, heaven place. Because South American football, it's hellish. Very right? physical. Very physical, and the refs. I mean, that ref was shockingly bad for me. But- look,
1: I love the ref, man. <laughs> no, no, the ref he was entertaining because the ref was like, look, man, look, let's like, screw it, man. <laughs> you know, like the way the the Copa America is compared to how the Euros is.
0: There's no question in my mind why those players from brazil uruguay from argentina from
1: chile when well, they come to europe and they just they have fun basically they what is this it's it's very physical very physical like that Copa america final match man was extremely hellish and for messi you don't get that treatment in europe Mm-mm. because like because it's in south america man tackles will be flying in like the physicality the guy would be not for me messi had a very good game Messi had a really good game. But it's like, you just have to get it done. Like You cannot afford to let it go to penalties. You just have to get it done. Mm.
0: Well, just my, as my kind of closing thought, mm. you better hope that Ronaldo doesn't win these Euros,
1: man. <laughs> That's that a perfect closing thought. My, Because my thing right now you is... You
0: better that. hope that Ronaldo does not somehow get Portugal to a final. Because the
1: if Cristiano wins... 'Cause I, I don't think it'll happen. It's, I don't think it'll happen. But again, don't tempt fate. If Cristiano wins this Euros for Portugal, <laughs> I mean Man. I can't I can't say I can't say anything. I can't say anything. And the key thing is that if he's gonna lead them, if he's like let's say he scores the winner in the final, scores <laughs> a winner in the semi wins in the final, what can be said? What what what
0: then can be said? That post match review is gonna be interesting. But anyway, this is the Talking tactics podcast. Yeah, I'm dating to look. I am double H half hope. All right. So you can subscribe on iTunes. Just go to the iTunes store, type in talking tactics. You'll find us follow us on SoundCloud talking tactics. You can follow us on Twitter at talking tactics. You can follow us individually at Daniel to look or Half hope hut.
1: And, and also, also please send us any questions you want us to talk about any question whatsoever. Send them to us on Twitter. And also, Roman.
0: also subscribe to my man's YouTube page. To have whole Football Hut, his work rate at these Euros is
1: fantastic. How, how, do you have time to sleep? Man, like, you know, right now, like, because like between the videos and the blogs and the writing, like, I actually have bags under my eyes right now. Like, I'm like... <laughs> I, it's like, it's like I video it. after video
0: after video. I mean, his work rate's impressive. And I'm going to start writing back for Bleacher Report next week. I've been off for a month. I feel like basically my life has just been whittling away. So check me out at Bleach Report. And this is the Talking Tactics podcast, man. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious.
1: Always football. All right, man. Peace, man. Thanks, guys, for listening. Peace.
0: Network.